Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Silent Podcast, a place of everything but silent. I'm your host, Isaiah. Um, for the first recap of Big Brother Canada 11, I'm here with the, the regular panel, of course. I'm here with Katie. Hi. And um, I'm here with Josie. Hi. And um, <laughs> yeah, we're, so we're here to to recap Big Brother Canada 11. Um, yeah, th- th- we've, we've been streaming a lot this week. Uh, and here we are. So, let, let, you know, I don't really know how to start this off. This is a very <laughs> awkward season of Big Brother Canada. So uh, my structure is all over the place. But I mean, how are you guys feeling now that we're here? We're two episodes deep. Uh, the premiere is over. We have an HOH, I guess. Like, how do you guys feel about it so far? I feel disconnected. I don't feel like it's Big Brother season. It feels like it's almost like a soft launch of a big brother season, if that makes any sense. But it just feels like I don't feel connected to anybody yet. I don't feel like I really have any clue what's going on or what the social dynamics are. I posted a tweet a little while ago, but it's saying kind of the same thing. It just, 
it doesn't feel like big brother season to me when I'm not just like anytime I have some downtime, like checking Twitter to see what's going on or, you know, popping onto the feeds to see like, oh, who won HOH and who are the noms or feeds are back up. Let's see what's going on. It just feels totally different than it normally does. So I just feel disconnected. Yeah, it feels a little slow. Um, from my calculations, the um, the house guests went in on March 3rd. It's now March 10th, so it's been a week. They're still yeah. there. It's like we don't have feeds. Digi- digital dailies, from what I did see, were kind of, I don't know, flat. Like, the experience was different. The ads were weird. I don't know. It just felt like an entirely different experience for me. And I don't know, it's kind of disappointing because I like the potential of this class, cast, but I think with this new changement, it's it's rough to, to adapt to it with not mm-hmm. being familiar with the cast. Had it been maybe like all-stars, like a lot of people were speculating, maybe I would have felt a little less weird about it. Or if we had a people, someone leave the first, I mean, technically Amal did, but my draft did. I know. But, it, it doesn't feel the same. Like it doesn't feel like a game has started. Uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's kind of tough because, in my opinion, the show in U.S. and Canada, they, they, I'm not going to call them unwatchable, but they're damn near. Um, it, it gets really hard to follow it because the edit is very focused on specific things and then they got to fit in the you know the competitions and then the ad shout out specifically in Canada and you know it kind of gets lost on you so usually even though I don't sit and watch feeds all the time usually you know you go on social media and uh, you usually have pages updating people and all that stuff and you know we're really missing that interaction this year Um, we got our first digital daily last night uh, we didn't know when it was coming, so it was a lot of assumption. Uh, but we finally got it. I was like listening slash watching it when um I was at work, and you know it's it's definitely not uncut. It is cut. Like uh, they show you what they want to show you. I, I didn't really like that some of the segments were like just like them like cooking or just like being yeah. silly like you know i did enjoy some of the strategy talk of course but um even mm-hmm. with that since we didn't have the prior context uh you know we don't know what time they're talking we don't know uh who he or she is when they're you know not name dropping where they're referencing things that we didn't get to see it kind of feels like big brother us um when they were not doing like the first day live feeds you know so i mm-hmm. i don't really know what i'm watching you can only just kind of like put piece together and try to assume um but eh, not the strongest start hopefully it goes on a better trajectory because it's not, it's not looking too good right now honestly yeah, I just I, was, oh sorry go ahead oh well, i was gonna say like it just feels like it's missing a part of the experience like yeah. the experience itself is just so different like Katie mentioned going on your phone and like checking like that was a part of the experience rewinding the feeds at a specific time span to make sure that you didn't miss anything if you wanted to hear it yourself like um <clears throat> there was a conversation between uh Koozie and oh oh my god I'm blanking on her name Vanessa and they're talking about flamencos and toucans I believe is the words they were using and it was like, are they talking, are they, is the flamenco supposed to represent women? Is it supposed to represent men? Like, what does this mean? I don't understand. It was really hard for me to grasp the little gameplay that I was interested in. And I could only make assumptions, but that's not a part of the experience. Like, then they could 
go on Twitter and be like, hey, like, what do they mean by flamingo and toucan? And someone would respond to me. Like, that entire process and that fun experience that we're used to is now gone. And, you know, we have never been casuals. And that what we're doing right now is getting the casual experience. And a lot of people don't like that. They don't appreciate that. They feel like they're missing a whole other layer. And now it's like you're taking it from us. It's a it's a different experience that doesn't make the whole 24-7 big brother, everyone's watching aspect that I think a lot of us were fond of. Yeah, I totally, totally, totally agree with you. It feels like, especially in this first week, when we have two episodes to talk about, it just, I think Big Brother in the last two, Big Brother US in the last two seasons maybe had a two hour premiere or 90 minute premiere or something. It was a little longer. <laughs> but this one, it felt like the premiere episode was all filler. It was all intros that we had already seen. And then we went almost right into an HOH comp. There was like a little bit of introductions in, in the middle. Then the next episode we had to pick up on the HOH comp because we didn't get to see who came in first place. And then we had a second comp for the part two of the HOH and to see who came in last place, it was just so much competition. And for the first week of the show, it's like, we want to get to know these house guests. That's really what the feeds are for, but we don't have the feeds. And then when we watch digital dailies, it feels like it's a lot of the things that we would hop onto the feeds for, see it and just be like, oh, nothing's going on the feeds. Like I'll check back in a little while. So it's kind of like, we're stuck though. We only get this two hours and 30 minutes of what they decided to give us. And Isaiah, you're totally right. We don't know when it's from, we don't know if it's, from that day that we're watching, you know, they were talking about nominations taking place, but it came out on a Thursday. So it's just like, I thought nominations happened on Friday. Like it was just all really confusing to watch and the context wasn't there. And it makes it hard to even be invested in the game because you're only seeing little bits and pieces. I do understand what Arissa was saying about it being like after dark a little bit, because if you watched Big Brother After Dark when it was on pop, it did like it, but it was live when the feeds were on. So it was like, they would switch at the same time with the feeds. So it's like, I don't know when this is from. I get it. You're changing angles and stuff. But like, as soon as you turn the digital dailies on, they're cooking HelloFresh and just talking about HelloFresh. It's like an ad for HelloFresh. It's like, I don't want sponsored content. I want to be able to see what's going on in the game. And, and, you know, I'm not going to blame Global for the sponsor content because, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, they don't have the viewership uh, and, you know, they don't the prize money is significantly lower in comparison to the uh, U.S. version because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what the whole sponsorship is for to pay for the show. So, like, I get it. Trust and believe I get it. Um, but still, even with this move, you should have did live feeds. Like, I mean, yeah. I know everyone's been preaching this to the heavens, but you really should have did it. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate because I felt like Big Brother Canada, at least out of all the modern day reality TVs where like this was like the one show I could go to. And I'm like, all right, at least the show is watchable. Um, I feel like Big Brother US. I feel like Survivor. Uh, all those shows there is full of a lot of fluff. And we see a lot of people saying, oh, this show could benefit from like two hours. It's like, I'm like, yeah, but I shouldn't need two hours to watch a reality television yeah. show. Like uh, the old school seasons or in the modern day, like all the previous seasons for these shows, uh, they fit what they could in an hour, potentially even less, you know? So I shouldn't, I don't really understand this new age style of like, just throwing all these wacky segments and uh, like super edited, like, like 
places to make things funny. Like, I get what you're trying to do, but um, it really kind of takes away from the show. And you guys may be able to see what's going on, but the fans are kind of left confused. The live feeds were literally the only reason, in my opinion, keeping U.S. and Canada afloat. Mm -hmm. And once you take that away, like, it's hard to watch. Uh, I think Survivor is hard to watch. And, you know, I, I barely get through those nowadays. So it's like, I'm, you know, I'm, it's not, not a bright path ahead right now. So I'm very optimistic, but I'm going to give it a shot. Um, but yeah, so moving on, um, I, I wanted to ask you guys, obviously we haven't seen much of this cast, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's people who are kind of invisible, not only on the show, but in the digital dailies. Like, I haven't even seen Daniel really on the dailies. Uh, barely right. saw Dan. There, there's a lot of people missing here. So I, I don't know a lot. Claudia seems like a big character on the show, but barely see her on the daily. We're missing a lot of people. I'm just being honest with you. So how do we feel about this cast so far? Because I feel like the big recruitment and fan division is starting to make a lot more sense. It's kind of being a lot more apparent. Uh, how do you guys feel? I <sighs> just pulled up the cast list because I don't remember anyone's name. And that's, I think, indicative of like how close we are to the season. We're three days into official, the official season. There's two episodes in and I'm still not really clear on who everybody is. I think it's upsetting that Amal is gone. I hope, you know, I wish her well. I'm not sure. Obviously, none of us really know what happened there, but she was a fan. We knew she was a fan. And it was exciting to have a couple of fans in the house. Right now, it feels very recruit heavy and it feels very, you know, I think we talked about it in the draft, but it felt like there was going to be a lot of bros Browing it up with each other and that seems like exactly what's going on in the house and the girls trying to get it together Claudia it seems like is the one that's trying to say like these bros these bros these bros and um who's our HOH Santina is like I don't know I think they just like to hang out with each other and it's just like ah, you just want to rip your hair it's just like not only do we not have feeds not only do we get two episodes that were kind of slow but it just almost feels like now the game is going to be a flop too it's like I don't know I I wish we had more fans and people that were here to really play the game um, I'm just nervous that these bros are going to kind of steamroll the entire season at this point. Yeah. Um, to your point, Isaiah, and a little bit to talk about like what we were talking about earlier. One thing that I note that about digital dailies that I wish at least format wise, I would have liked that was kept from the feeds would have been camera changing, like picking what camera you're watching, even if it's a select version of like the content you're seeing, but having the ability to like click and watch around that was what I wanted because I am very intrigued by Daniel specifically because Daniel is the most similar to me in terms of what's in the cast. So I would like to see what he is doing, especially since he is a super fan and he is from our, I guess, the community, the org community, which a lot of us have been a part of. To me, like, it's very frustrating that I have to sit here and just let the cameras pick, like, let production pick who I'm watching when I am watching these digital dailies. I'm like, if you're going to select the options and things, at least give me some sort of control and some pick. Because coming into this cast, I don't know anything about anyone except for the HOH, Zach, which I really do not care about. I'm sorry. Like, he may be the main guy of the season, but having him talk the most is quite infuriating, especially for the agenda that's being pushed. And some of the things that have been said out on the outside world about Zach. Like, it's just not someone I personally want to follow the entire time. Um, and then Santi, I like, I, I I don't even know how to say it. Is it Santi? Like, I don't even know how to finish it. Like, Santina? Santina. The HOH? Santina. 
Yeah. But HOH, don't even know her name. I, like, her gameplay is kind of frustrating to me. Like, everyone is giving you such good points, and you're just like, yeah, uh-huh. But I'm going to listen to Zach, and I'm going to talk to Zach in the pantry. And, like, oh, like, be serious. Like, I don't even know if she was talking to Zach about hope. That's who I was under the assumption they were talking about. But I don't actually know. And it was just so, like, oh, like, it's kind of upsetting that I don't get to know this cast more. Like, them cooking doesn't give me any idea of who they are. Even the personal stories that Big Brother mm-hmm. likes to push. Like, those are conversations that are amazing and awesome, and we don't even get the option to actually catch those glimpses of real-life conversations. Like, them cooking and, and talking about not having foil, like, I really don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I really don't. Like, I think Dan's a good cook from what I've seen, but that's a personal assessment based off, you know, trying to add two and two together who I think possibly are connecting, but then again, it's not sure because you're in a kitchen and everyone's cooking and everyone's hungry. Like, it just... It's the first week too. Like I get no interpersonal dynamics, and it's yeah. so frustrating. Like I don't know what's going on. I also wish I got to see the formation of the guys' alliance. Like I know it's not uh, a popular thing to watch or anything, but I know when that shows it on the show is going to be for like maybe max one minute, right? Yeah. Like I wish I got to see the formation, um, the natural chemistry that they keep talking about. I would like to see like the plans because that we, we did hear of an interesting plan on, on the dailies where they're trying like this bodyguard type strategy where um, they're going to kind of all make the rounds with the HOH and kind of almost like a bodyguard like you know you're constantly around the hoh speaking game to them so they feel connected to them we're kind of seeing Santana, Santana, i forgot how to say her name Santana. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're kind of seeing Santina actually fall for it and they were speaking about like this chemistry where they all spoke to her like back to back to back to back and i'm like damn like i wish i saw that i don't expect the show to show me that you know mm-hmm. so um you know it's unfortunate there's also apparently some sort of friction going on with like uh, Hope and Satina, uh, where uh, mm-hmm. I-, I don't know if Hope like uh, rubbed people the wrong way, or uh, apparently Hope and Satina have this very awkward conversation on the dailies where it-, it seems like Hope is alluding to like being in a guys' alliance but not name dropping who it's with, and then she's saying that she feels like there's some block because of some awkward conversation they had. There's just so much missing, man, and um, I. Even like apparently like Jonathan and Rob and uh, who's the other person Ty like like they all seem to be in this alliance and um, uh, Zach and Hope are are in there too. I want to know who's really like running this alliance. Like I can't tell if it's Zach. I can't tell if it's uh, Rob because Rob's kind of like holding court a little bit. Like I, who's running this alliance? You know. Um, so ugh, there's gonna be. I'm scared, man. Uh, but. Uh, also, I'm I'm really upset because, see, for me, what got me into Big Brother Canada, my first season was nine, and I just loved the characters, right? And I thought Victoria Spicy V was just so awesome because she was cracked, and John Michael <laughs> has been like... I know I had no expectations for him. I thought he was going to be so timid and quiet. This guy is a mess, right? <laughs> and I'm missing this guy being a mess. Like, I'm so upset about that. Uh, so, yeah, we're a big bummer there. Yeah. I, Grace I asked a really good question in the chat of just do you think a season with less fans makes guys' alliances more likely? I think they're likely in general, but I think when you have recruits, they're less likely to break out of their shell a little bit and 
talk to people who are not similar to them because if you're putting a bunch of recruits in the house together they're all gonna assimilate to who they feel most similar to and i feel like the guys this season aside from daniel and john michael are all very similar to each other like dan zabo mm-hmm. and roberto are almost the same person to me like they're i can confuse them on the feeds you know like they're all cut from the same cloth they're like the same type of archetype so it's like a little bit of course they're all gonna meld together and stick together and i just wish they had like different types of people and different age ranges and different body types and other things in this season because it just this is the type of cast of recruits that if you pick a bunch of people who look like they could be gym bros and instagram models they're all going to stick together and they're all going to like other everyone else like notice which two guys are not in the guys alliance daniel and john michael yeah. What's different about those two guys? I don't know. I mean, you know, like it's I don't know. It's it's kind of a bummer to watch. So I think like when you bring in recruits that don't know the game, just generally that's more likely to happen than people who are more familiar with how to play. Is Dan in the alliance? I don't think so. No. I don't think um, so. Um I don't know. Like, I don't think it's, he is. It's, it's it seems like, like the bros are are Zach, Hope, Ty. I don't know. Oh, Dan Zabo. I don't know, actually. And Rob. But the thing and is, Rob. Dan, Dan? There's a conversation with Zach, Dan, and John Michael in the episode where they're talking about the bros. And obviously, Zach has a reaction. But, like, for the three of them to be together and have that conversation like that, to me, either Dan is close with John Michael, so he felt safe saying that. But I I think that's kind of understood. But I don't know where Zach stands with Dan, and that's also where I think it's confusing because, like, we haven't even seen all the bros technically talk together. So even if Dan isn't a part of it, I we don't have that confirmation 100% because we haven't seen any of all of them who, who, within that supposed alliance talk together. Yeah. Yeah, I guess as we're just speculating, we, right? Like which guys like are we're in We're speculating. It. I'm sure there's like like an alliance. Like they there's references to the boys, which first of all has already been an alliance name season 7. It's looking like a repeat, whatever. <laughs> but um yeah, I I kind of like it's it's just been really frustrating like missing these dynamics. I do believe that if you don't have super fans in the house, then like or like more fans, then people are gonna go to what they know and just it's a social experiment at the end of the day. So people are gonna go with the mm-hmm. bros and the girls are gonna probably get along with some girls and others not and like not think past that because when the gameplay comes in, it's when people who you don't expect to work together work together. Yep. And that's what makes a magic. Like that is what makes it a powerful and an interesting game. Like we kind of seen we've seen that through the history of Big Brother, even if it's just two individuals. So like Danielle and Jason or Neda and John, if we want a Big Brother Canada reference. Like these are interesting elements to the game. And the alliance is supposed to be a secret. If you're hanging out with them 24 hours, it's kind of understood that you're in an alliance. And, you know, Tina was saying, oh, well, like, they just like to hang out. People who like to hang out together, talk game. Like, let, of like course. what's what not clicking? What do you think is happening? What's not clicking? I You don't <laughs> start, start having an alliance with someone you don't like. Like, that's not how the game works, baby girl. I, I'm kind of, I was shook that that was her response. Um, but... Another point that I wanted to mention quickly is the fact that um, even them picking the pairs for that HOH comp, why did they choose who they chose? Like, it's not like they got decided. Like, there must be connections there. And I wish I knew. Like, the only one we get is Jonathan, who says he wanted to be with Roberto. Roberto picked Ty. 
so he ended up with Claudia. That's the only thing we know. Mm-hmm. But like, why did those girls get together? Like, I wish some of the dynamics even, that could have been explored outside of the digital dailies. Like, give us the prove us that you can give us more context, and that would have been a perfect opportunity. And they didn't, especially since the, uh, like the competition never even ended. Like, they yeah. could have they had the time to do that if they were just gonna part to us, beat us until right. the next episode. I don't know. Yeah, it it seems like according to Zach, like Satina and Zach are really close. <laughs> Limit the one Gemma employee. Uh, it, it seems like Zach and Satina are really close. Uh, they're all talking about how Satina's really in, but then there's another conversation, and it, it seems like uh, they're just using Satina for this week, and they want to just keep doing this for each HOH. I'm like, all right, so is she in the alliance, or are is this just like a one week deal, man? Like I, I don't know. Um, seems like they're trying to brigade a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And like well, I also want to know what's uh what's going on with the Rob and Shania uh bond because they were kind of boosting now on the TV show. I didn't know if uh that was development or not, you know? Like uh yeah. there's a lot missing here, man. I, yeah, there's about- a lot missing. And I think it's frustrating, especially because we don't still don't really have any information about what the digital dailies are. People think maybe Monday through Friday, they changed the wording on the website now to make it not seem like only Monday through Friday. We don't know what if they're going to come at the same time every day. We don't know if it's only going to be two and a half hours every day. Like It feels like with the outrage, I use that air quotes outrage, I guess, or the <laughs> feedback from the fans has not been positive. You think they would at least try and get ahead of this and just say, like, here's what you can expect from digital dailies. But there was no mention of it at all in the, on either episode. There's no like announcement of what we can expect. They had live feed verbiage on the website as of like earlier today. It just feels like it's just really poorly planned and put together. And it's almost like they're just going to like try a couple of things and see what ends up working. And it just so far, it's it has not worked, unfortunately, for me, for a lot of people. I don't think anybody's really happy with this. I mean, with a name like Digital Dailies, you would assume it would come daily. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's your verbiage. Yeah. You know what I mean? You would like, assume. I, I just feel like- like, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people who work within global or work within their team specifically have communication majors and they should know that the, the use of specific words are very important, especially yeah. when the, 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 the public you're targeting doesn't know what exactly you're advertising. So anytime we get anything, we're looking for everything. Like the description initially being like the live, if you miss the live feeds, here's a digital dally, like daily digital daily whatever yeah recap and it's like yeah no we even get the live feeds like this is our equivalent to it i don't know if it's changed i saw it on twitter today and i was working so i don't know if it's changed but when you're saying also the name digital dailies i'm thinking mm, daily like i just feel like if you're gonna replace an integral part of your show make it clear as to what we're receiving like that chorus article didn't explain anything and mm-hmm. i was trying to be optimistic I was like, I think I tweeted it out. I'm like, I'm just going to try to be optimistic because we don't know. Like, at one point, Katie, you're saying, like, you think it may be a TikTok thing. And I was like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> but that's, yeah, I, I mean, know. that's what I was expecting. So when I saw two and a half hours, I was like, okay, I guess it's two and a half hours, not a TikTok. Yeah, but even then, the content, like, I don't know. Yeah. Overall, I don't know. I just feel like this cast is giving very much Big Brother Canada 7, which, I, in my opinion, is one of the worst seasons. And I feel like if you uh-huh. have. Oh yeah. I was talking about what? US for a second. I was no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Big Brother Canada Seven. No, you got it right. You got it. Right. It's one of the worst seasons of Big Brother, uh, Canada, because 
it is absolutely boring and it's absolutely just a meal thing. I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, but watching white men succeed and group up together and finesse a bunch of women and other people of color is day-to-day real life and it gets yeah. very frustrating. Like I come on to Big Brother to watch strategy and people think outside of the norm, outside of the box. Take these social norms and elevate it to the point where they can finesse it with strategy and finesse. And to me, with the lack of super fans, with the lack of feeds, I'm just getting day-to-day real life that no one wants to subscribe to. If this yeah. were the case, I would, I don't know, live life more and not watch Freak Brother. <laughs> no, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I need to touch grass. I don't know, but it's it's just not giving what it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah no, it feels okay. like we already see senior vice presidents succeed every day. White male senior vice presidents succeed every single day around us. We don't need to watch Zach like steamroll well, the season I'm, with his I'm, boys. I'm going to say, I don't think anything problematic has happened yet. So I'm going to. No, it doesn't you know, seem like it. But we haven't seen everything. So. Yeah, we haven't seen everything. We so, don't yeah. know why I'm all yeah. left. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't think it, it doesn't seem like it would be anything problematic. But again, like at least if in US, when Paloma left and we didn't have feeds for that little period of time, the feeds came back and we heard, you know, she left because of it. And like, you know, they would cut away, but we were able to like pick up bits and pieces and kind of like piece it all together. Here, if Amal left because of something terrible, which I'm really hoping that she did and I hope everything's okay with her and her family, um, like we would never know because they could just not show us anything from any of those conversations. Like we will never know anything. So it's I, kind of just like, just you know, that's just a small example, but like who we'll just never know. We will never know. I, I will say anytime anyone has left the game of Big Brother Canada, it has been somewhat explained. So like Ramsey yeah. from Big Brother Canada 4 is the first person I can think about exiting. Um, they let us know. Like he speaks to his father and I, I don't think it's entirely on cam, but the conversations there, we get context. Um, you know, when the pandemic happened, Big Brother 8, like yeah. every exit we've had somewhat of an understanding and i also understand how it can be personal and i hope literally nothing but the best for um, yeah i'm all but like yeah. yeah i just feel like there's so much in the dark that like any sort of small resemblance of anything that we could get for just a little bit of context is like desperate like normally i don't think i would care as much but because we have literally nothing i'm like even that would have been something it would have been yeah. a drop of water in this like deserted desert where i'm absolutely thirsty af like i just <laughs> i yeah I, I would take anything at this point no i will say uh god what was i about to say oh yeah <laughs> um but i i'm gonna say i mean i don't i think the difference between u.s and canada see u.s they're gonna pump live fees in your face buy life fee, buy life mm-hmm. because keyword buy they're making yeah. money off of it. Um, I, I do think Canada definitely should. I mean, in the future, if you do bring back live feeds, charge money. People are going to buy it. I'm telling you, people are going to. You're going to get some money from it. You might not need to get nine sponsors next time. Um, you know, just just buy it. Um, but with that being said, uh, I do agree with Jameson in the chat here. He says, uh, "I'm sad about the fees not being there. However, I think a plan about won't help. You can't drown out someone else's excitement with night two. I do." see the twitter streets a lot and you know i feel like um there's a lot of people obviously i'm not gonna spend too much time on this but like there's a lot of people who aren't happy rightfully so i'm not happy but it's like we knew what we were getting into so it's like either watch it or you don't like Mm -hmm. yeah like honestly 
a lot of people didn't even know the show was airing half of the time until people kept tweeting and tweeting and tweeting and complaining about it. So it's like, you know, it's either you get it or you don't at this point. It's not going to make a difference, but um, yeah. what are you going to do? But um, I will yeah. say I do think that, yeah, like, production does listen. Like, if there's mm-hmm. one production I think that listens to what's being said, it's Big Brother Canada. So I think because it's also the beginning, there's going to be a lot of, like, having to navigate and, like, keep seeing that criticism but as the season goes on and as time continues people will adapt and adjust but i also don't think that they entirely know what they're doing in this current moment so a lot of it is reactions to things that are happening in lifetime but ultimately like as a as a big fan of big brother canada like at the end of the day i'm just thankful the show is on i'm just thankful people have the opportunity to go on the show i'm just glad that like potentially other people who love this game maybe not necessarily recruits can later on play in next seasons following that um but i don't know i just feel like we almost lost big brother canada once and i wouldn't want it to happen again because so many people want to play so it's just yeah it's it's interesting but yeah we love we love the opportunities that we get and i think we're ultimately thankful <laughs> regardless yeah, i think it's and i don't think it's negativity generally i think it's just that we want more of it because we know how good big brother big brother canada has been and how much mm-hmm. of a good time we had watching it last season of like watching kevin go up to the room in his suit and talk to gino you know like we want to see those things as they play out and then be part of the conversation so i think it's really just coming from a place of disappointment of not being able to be able to experience those moments in real time in the way that you know, we all have gotten to watch them before of like switching cameras and watching people like walk into a room and see the fallout and st- like, you know, that's the fun part. And I think, you know, it's all coming from a place of just being bummed out. It's not coming from a place of like hating the show or wanting the show to fail for sure. Honestly, I was going to say, I imagine Gummy Bear Gate like on the digital dailies. I just feel like the gummy bear gate, like watching all of that and both last year. I know. That's that the moment I think so about. <laughs> or like watching Marty, like his, or Kyle's HOH in real time. Like that was such a disaster. Or just watching oh Marty, God, like so screw good. over Gino in real time over and over and over. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of wild, but you know what? We're happy to have the show. Josie, like you said, I'm happy to be able to watch the episodes. I'm hoping that these first two episodes are just a little bit of a slump just because they were the first two and they'll be less comp heavy next time and we can see more actual gameplay. And hopefully as we get deeper in the season, we'll see more gameplay taking place on the dailies as well. It feels like they're all just in a place where they're just getting to know each other and feeling each other out. So hopefully as they get a little more comfortable, we'll get some better content. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, So I did want to ask about the show a little bit. Uh, So... How are we feeling about the show's edit? I mean, obviously, we, we spoke about um, the, the competitions and the ads and everything. But uh, the competitions, uh, other than the segments, I actually, I did say this last night, but I felt like the competitions in Canada have always been a lot more watchable than mm-hmm. the U.S. ones. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're giving Kevin a lot of gas. Uh, so <laughs> the props of Kevin throughout this these two episodes were truly hilarious and while i saw he changed his profile picture to the portrait of himself which is that portrait was truly hilarious and like kind of chilling but amazing all at the same time it was just so bizarre and then the cutout like i don't know it's just i wonder if he knew that they were doing all that it's just so funny it it was good honestly kevin i've been following kevin's like uh, reactions on my timeline 
and they're so funny. Like they're so funny. And he, I, I know he's enjoying himself and like of all course. that. It's just funny to me because I know there are people on that cast who do not know who Kevin is. <laughs> like, of imagine having that to girl. Um, what's her name? Kevin. Anika. She doesn't know who he is. Like, imagine, imagine having to build a statue of someone and you have no idea what they are. Like, <laughs> yeah. that is such a disadvantage. Yeah. Like, if you're going to watch the season, I hope you watch the last season because, damn, like, he is everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. actually, all of the, like, a lot of the returners are everywhere. And so I personally expect references of old seasons to come up. And for it to be recruit heavy is a little funny to me. Yeah. But we'll see. In terms of, like, your actual question about the edit, like, what we did see, I mean, it was a lot of, like, DRs about the competition and, like, a lot it was really zach heavy i think that was if you want to talk about the edit we're talking about zach and quite frankly i was rolling my eyes the entire time zach just feels like zach talks like he is literally a mastermind he is so innovative that he we have not seen anything he has come up and mustered within his mind he's like you know, coming into the house, I, I, I didn't have any expectations. I, I, I didn't think about who I wanted to work with. And it just so happens that all of the guys, I'm just fucking with them and we're going to be in the lines. Like, oh, my God, you're such a genius. Never seen before. Never. Yeah. And then he's like, the boys, like, we didn't have an alliance with that exact name in season seven. Like, oh, my God, Zach, you're a genius. Your mind is incredible. And I can't wait to see you mastermind. I'm so surprised he has yet to compare himself to Kevin if he watched BB Can 10. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the episodes are really Zach heavy. I think it's because he there. It seems like they're putting him in like a narrator position for now, probably because he's giving them what they want in the DRs because he's like used to talking to people, right? He I don't know what he does for a job, but I know he is a senior vice president or something. Okay, he's the Kim Kardashian of Ottawa. He is the Kim Kardashian of Ottawa. He's met multiple prime ministers. He's going to run for office one day, you know. But uh, he, you know, I am not getting a lot of personality from a lot of the other guys in the house yet at this point. Jonathan is very like, you know, I'm a fisherman and I go on boats and hope I like, but I don't have a lot of hope for our guy Hope here. He's a little like, I don't really know what's going on upstairs. So he's got Roberto... to adjust, man. He's going to yeah. adjust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to adjust. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it just feels like, you know, I, I wish we were getting more Daniel. I wish we were getting more John Michael, but it feels like they're just putting Zach in the driver's seat right now for some reason for the narrator. But I think the show, every first week of Big Brother is not interesting. It's all comps. Yeah. It's all like who's gonna be it's the first odd. one. It's it's a lot of like just setting the stage. So I think as soon as hopefully next week and the next few weeks we'll get a little bit of a better edit. But I'm not a Big Brother watcher for competitions. I know some people do enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I'm I do agree with you, Isaiah. The comps in Big Brother Canada are so much more entertaining and so much more interesting to watch than the ones in the U.S. But um, you know, yeah, I, I, I got. I was going to say, uh, I feel like Hope was featured a lot. I, I really want to know if, not Ty, sorry, um, Hope was a recruit through TikTok because the amount of TikTok dances we saw uh, Hope do in the span of an episode was <laughs> absolutely astronomical. Like, I was like, relax, relax, mother, yeah. relax, relax. Let's let's stop dancing for the folks. Let's, let's stop. Let's just sit down, let them do their introductions and keep it pushing. 
I mean, the the win uh, the winners fashion show. One thing Big Brother Canada is gonna do is have a fashion show. Mm-hmm. So I was excited. But you know, Vanessa kind of slayed. First of all, Vanessa kind of slayed. I have to give her a shout out. Come on, purple wig. It was given. But other than that, it was just competition. Trevor Boris, I believe is his last name. I know his first name is so definitely Trevor. Does such a crazy job with the setup and like the jobs and the competitions that I absolutely am like hat. Like every season, I'm like, King, you've once again done it again. You have set the standard to another yeah. level. I don't know how you do it. But like, I'm also not a competition girly. Like, I am here for the strategic social manipulation. So, yeah. 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 Visually, the um, show in Canada is just, it blows US away. Oh, yeah. The house. Uh, we've had the same house for God knows how long. Like, oh, I'm so sick that US, like, balls out for, like, celebrity. And then they just yeah. give us the same house in the regular season. I'm like, all right, so y'all are being lazy. Like, I don't. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> um, I also want to say Koozie. The, the, the fees love Koozie. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't even call them. The dailies <laughs> love Koozie. Uh, and the show loves Koozie. Because yeah. And she, we love she, Koozie. Yeah. Like, I like the DR that she got. I love the energy she's given. Um, and even in the dailies, like, I, I enjoyed. She had the strategy talk with Vanessa. She mm-hmm. had the strategy talk uh, with John Michael, uh, where John Michael was talking about how <laughs> They were basically comparing notes about how, like, Satina isn't really giving them anything and they can't tell where she's loyal to. And then John Michael's talking about how, like, if she nominates me, I'm giving good TV. I'm blowing her up and all that. Like, it was crazy. Uh, but Koozie, I, I, I do enjoy Koozie a lot. I think she has a lot of personality. Yeah. I really do. I'm, I'm going to keep saying this. I'm sad Amal's gone because I think her and Amal would have vibed well together. Yeah. Um, I think Koozie wants to do some damage, but she just needs the right person to win HOH. Yeah, it seems like she does. Like, she's been talking a lot to Vanessa. I I feel like Koozie, even in the episode, we saw her, like, trying to play. And Santina was like, yeah, I like Koozie, but, like, I'm not giving her anything. And I'm just like, dude, like attaching being a woman and attaching yourself to a guy's alliance it's like probably not gonna work out for you because it's gonna be like bros over everything um so i just don't think they're gonna like prioritize her it just doesn't feel like a winning strategy to me the one person i was pleasantly surprised by was claudia because it felt like claudia too was like trying to clock the guys and say like we we got to do something about this so if they could get it together like maybe if claudia can get together with like john michael and daniel and koozie or something like maybe something can happen so i'm not totally out on you know some of these other people getting together i just wish we got a chance to see a little bit of more of their conversations but i really like koozie's strategic mind so far it seems like she's trying to play i think i think where the issue with koozie lies is that currently i feel like she's on the outs from what i've seen yeah like i don't know if her personality is just not meshing with the people i don't know i can't tell because of the content i'm receiving (laughs) but ultimately i just feel like from what I could tell, she's on the outs, and John Michaels is on the outs as well. Yeah. And like these are the people who are the ultimate other force to push behind. I know that there's the Bel Air direct protection for the weak vote thing, but it is so I hard even to know vote that. when I don't know what is happening. Like I want to vote to help protect the people who are going to go against Zach, and right now I don't even know if Santina herself. Is with or without Zach, and I don't know. I think she's with him. Like I just don't understand what's going on, and I want to vote to like protect. Maybe I'll just vote for Koozie at this rate. I don't know. I don't know if the Blinkles or the uh, I don't know what the other bird is to represent whoever it was. I don't know who's going on the block, 
but ultimately Kuzi is providing what needs to be provided in terms of strategy. Because if I wanted to sit here and watch an all male uh, alliance like crush a season, I would just go back and watch season 12 all over again. And if you yeah. watch the reviews, which I highly encourage you to do, Isaiah did such a good job. And you watch that specific season, you know how I feel about the brigade. I think overrated, been there, done that, <laughs> overrated, goodbye, eh, like to the door. I mean, I, y'all know me, bro. I'm very toxic, so I don't mind all guys. Yeah, we know. But, we know. but <laughs> let me finish. I don't, I don't mind it, but uh, I like them if there's some kind of opposition or like pushback you know like i don't like steamrolls so if there's no steamroll i'm gonna be bored i'm, I'm not gonna lie um yeah. also speaking of i don't know what's going on uh grace and chat asked did the dailies if <laughs> did the daily show if the dead last nom is being targeted i don't know we, we didn't see that yeah they uh, didn't really say much about it renee is the dead last nominee right she came in yeah. last place in the competition she came in last place in like the one-on-one against shania um but i don't know it seems like that would maybe be an easy target because you didn't have to nominate anyone so you may as well nominate like put up the you know get out the person that you didn't have to nominate if you wanted to like you know keep it nice for the first week but we don't know i don't even know if we know if what happens if the deadlocks because the clip that i did remember seeing before i fell asleep um was (laughs) renee (laughs) renee was talking about how um she was talking to someone but she was saying how like she wants to win POV and like that determining goal. But I'm like, girl, if you good in POV, what does that mean? Shanae, Shanae, Shanaya, whatever her name is, does that mean she goes up because she was also technically dead last? Or, or do they just leave it to noms? Yeah. Like, what happens there? There's no explanation of nothing. The lack of context so far is astounding for a week yeah, that is crazy. so supposed to be about context. I mean, like, come on now. I just like, I don't know. It's it's so weird. Like, I, I like, oh my goodness. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Your guess is better. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's there's not much more to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, we don't know what Nick is doing. Don't really know what Renee's doing that much. Uh, Shania, <laughs> we don't know what a lot of these people are doing. Uh, but the last thing I guess I could really ask, unless anyone else wants to bring anything okay. up, um, is the twist of the season, which mm. basically uh, they're trying to encourage people not to throw HOHs. So if you are last in the HOH competition, you are automatically a third nominee. Um, it sounds like they're going to do three nominees a season. Um, good thing or bad thing because it, from the episode it looks like everyone's trying, but then right when they're about to win, they're like, "I don't want to win it, so just stand there and wait until someone else wins it or play dumb." Um, and then I don't know if every HOH is going to be done in a pair. It, it's it's a little it, it's interesting because some people think that this is going to encourage big group alliances like we're seeing right now. Um, it, it's kind of like Battle of the Block a little bit, but uh, there's other people who think that it's a good idea because it stops people from tossing every single HOH and throwing every competitions like Kevin did. Uh, so, I mean, how do you guys feel about it? Is this a good or bad twist? Um, I think it's a bad twist. Honestly, I, uh, there's so many elements to why I think it's a bad twist. One, if the competitions aren't equalized, you automatically are putting people at disadvantages. So we talk about diversity and one of the biggest diversities is body diversity, for example. 
So I'm not implying anything from this cast specifically, but if you have someone who is a little bit less in shape in comparison to someone who's always going at the gym, they're already at a disadvantage because they can't help it. Like that's just like their health period and who they are as individuals. And so when you're putting them in that situation, it can lead to someone always being the pawn for the week mm-hmm. and almost low-key making it void. So then it's like, what was the point? And that's just because maybe someone is not top shape in comparison to someone else, which I think is really unfair. Like some endurance, like endurance competitions, for example, pander to small girls, period. So it's like, I don't know how you're going to equalize an endurance comp, but that means that the someone who was the complete opposite, let's say like the complete opposite of Claudia, which would maybe be Daniel. Daniel is automatically at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And then if you're on the block, you can go home. Like you, like deadlines isn't like, oh, you're automatically on slop. Like that's not the twist. Yeah. The twist is you are going on the block, which is playing with your game and competitions at times are out of your control. Like um, we kind of saw this with Kevin. Like Kevin would be like, I'm not throwing these comps, but I just suck at them. Right. And if it were the case where we we're having that twist with Kevin, odds are we would have had a different winner. And I don't think that the HOH should, if you don't win HOH because you're not able to physically match up to other people, that you should be potentially going home. Like if we wanted physical caliber, go on the challenge. Like that's oh, yeah. the show for that. That Big Brother's not the show for that specifically. So I think one, that's a disadvantage in that sense. A second thing that I feel like is just a bad twist overall is because you're not going to stop people from throwing. Like if that was your mission, I think there was such a beautiful art in the art of throwing. Maybe people abuse it now, but back in the day, people would be very smart. I'm going to position myself in the middle of the pack so that I can throw blah, 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 blah. Or if they're going first, because they're, Mm -hmm. yeah, or like, throwing and going off first was very tactical i think we see that davon did that uh with the wall because she really wanted to seem like the weak competitor but then when you're forcing them like that you're taking away also the possibility of strategy and the choice of how you're navigating an hoh competition which is also a disadvantage like i just feel like ultimately the goal it serves especially if if the whoever's third wins pov and, like, we don't know what happens then. Like, I, I just feel like ultimately, like, I don't think it serves anything. Like, if you want a third nomination, make it cute. Like, uh, an anonymous person, a saboteur, America's player, something else, like, to, to get that third player, that little suspense, that paranoia. Don't make it, like, a disadvantage because you may not be able to throw a ball properly. Like, I just I just feel like that's not a you're adding a level to the game that isn't necessary to what we've seen so far. Like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I don't know. Yeah, I saw Kevin tweet that if this twist was in place last season, he would have been on the block six times, which is crazy because, Josie, you're right. We would have probably seen a a different winner. And what I really appreciated about Kevin's win so much is that he wasn't a comp beast and he he played the game really well and and strategically to get to the point where he did and he was able to make those relationships and have the conversations that he needed to have in order to get there so this i think gives you're right it gives an unfair advantage to the people who are really good at competitions and an unfair advantage to people who probably are not but it, it puts too much weight on the comps i would be okay with a third nominee if every week it was different. Like every week, like one week you came in last in the comp. One week this happened. One week this happened. Like something happened to get a third nominee every week and it was different. So you couldn't really game it. But this is kind of a, it, 
I, I think Big Brother in general is more heavily weighted to people who are really good at competitions. So this is just like an added, like they're just like adding more to the scale in favor of comp beasts when they already have an advantage at the game. So yeah, it's a little disappointing. I mean, I think it could be interesting to see what happens with the third domination and see if it has an impact, but I don't love it. Yeah, it's uh, I, I see with most of these new shows, um, or I mean, just shows in general, they really want the competitive aspect to be respected. So, I mean, you should, you know, what they should have did is something like they did in Big Brother All-Stars 2, where uh, the first few weeks they had the safety mm-hmm. competition. And if you want people to go hard and you want to see that competition for some kind of segment, then that's where you do that. Um, otherwise, yeah, it just uh, it, it kind of makes it 10 times harder for people to play the middle because now that aspect where people want to, you know, switch sides and sit right there. So they're not really having to pick a side. Now you kind of have to pick a side essentially, because it's like, if you're not, and if you're like actively throwing things, um, you're going to look a little shady. You can't really downplay your comp ability now um, because a lot of people throw it to not look like a comp beast. Now, you know, you can't really do that. So I, I don't really care too much for it. I thought it was interesting at first, but the more I sat on it, I'm like, eh, you know, it's not not the hottest. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. I don't know how long it's going to last or anything, but um, I do hope it is short term. Um, but yeah, I mean, other other than that, I don't really have much else to speak of. Do you guys? I mean, there's moments on the show that I feel like we could talk about little, like a little bit. Like it could be rapid fire. I mm. wanted to talk about Ty specifically, the media, like. Maybe that's also a part of context, but Ty went in after the before the dead last competition and was like, "You guys are good. You guys are good." And I was like, "What is Ty talking about?" I feel like these house guests talk a lot before they think. Yeah. Like I, I feel like Ty, shut up. Why are you talking about putting John Michael on the block when he could possibly win? That right. was astronomically stupid. John Michael telling the bros that he would put up bros was hilarious. Yeah, that was amazing. There was something else that happened. I'm like blanking, but it was like, oh my God, someone was talking to someone else. And oh, oh, um, Santiana was talking about like, this is a game. This is a game. And she was talking to Koozie, Jonathan, and Claudia. And she kept talking about how it's just a game. And the more she kept saying that, I'm like, I'm trusting you less and mm-hmm. less and less and less because when you keep saying it's just a game to me it's like you don't care like it's not personal so you can do whatever you want that could be stabbing me in the back i just feel like the house guests so far have word diarrhea sorry lack of a better word but i just feel like they talk talk, and maybe it's the lack of being a super fan but i don't know have you guys realized that or is it just me a little bit yeah for sure i think yeah santina's gameplay is a little interesting to me i feel like I would have red flags immediately if I were talking to her and she was like giving me literally nothing and she was saying things like that. I think she's probably getting set up for maybe an epic downfall here. It seems like she is thinking a lot about this win, uh, at least from what I'm getting. It seems like she's in with the dudes. The conversation with Hope from the, the dailies was a little weird. So I feel like the second she's not in power, things might not go so well for her. But yeah, um, there were some interesting tidbits. I, you know, John Michael messy king i can't i i hope that he does not go home this week it does feel like he's on the outs it feels like he could be a nom or a backdoor so i'm hoping that he pulls through the one thing i will say it does feel like maybe our guy daniel can slide through with you know not being out front or you know it seems like he's being a little quiet and not getting into too much so hopefully uh hopefully he does well 
Yeah. All right, but there you go. We don't really have a lot. You know, we only got two episodes to work off of and not a lot of no feed. So, uh, you know, this is this is how I, I don't really know what our current format is. We, we did a lot of rankings, but I don't know if we're going to be able to really do that this time around. So, you know, we're, we're going to workshop what we're doing this season. But um, uh, you can check us out every Friday to do this podcast. Uh, we were originally going to do one at the beginning of the week, but we just found out. Unless they changed it, I don't know yeah. that we're playing no by daily. ear, right? We're playing by ear. Uh, yeah, you know what's but... the craziest thing, Isaiah and, and Josie, is that this was the last episode that we had was Thursday. We're not getting another episode till Tuesday. So if we Crazy. don't get digital dailies this weekend, we will have literally no idea. We won't know Vito. We might not know noms. I don't even know if we're getting a daily today. Like it's 734. I don't know what time it came out yesterday. Like we know nothing until next week. It's really crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. It's really crazy. That's yeah. Awesome. I, and the last two episodes, like in previous seasons, like I'm thinking about three because it's the most recent to my mind. Like the first episode of Big Brother Canada 3, they literally introduced the house guests. They had literally nothing. They didn't give them sofa or food or their personal belongings. They did, uh, They the house nominated a house guest. They did it by vote and they voted two people they had the pov competition in that same episode and then we saw the replacement nominee and the episode afterwards was a little bit more context and then who got evicted and i'm just drawing that comparison because it's the most recent season of big brother canada that i've been um that i can remember from my rewatch period that i'm currently doing and now to compare it to like getting one hoh comp and then then the other part of that hoh and then a second part of that HOH comp in two episodes with ads. Love me some Circle K, by the way. That's a beautiful sponsor. Anyways, but I just thought it was so funny that we got Circle K winners. I don't know if they mentioned HelloFresh, but I did see the Wendy say, now offering breakfast. So that was that was in my <laughs> night. And those two episodes, like comparing the two, you know, those two dynamics to me is crazy. Like absolutely crazy. Yeah. Okay, but uh, it, it's oh, what's crazy that the first eviction will be in oh yeah, <laughs> almost two. Weeks. I mean, it's unfortunate for well, them the US because used to be all... like that too, right? Like yeah, when we didn't yeah. have feeds for the first week, twenty, yeah, twenty to that before twenty one yeah. too, right? Christy was yeah. HOH for like two weeks, but we didn't. Girl, have, yeah. don't remind me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, for now, we will be also taking uh any kind of exit interview question uh, suggestions in chat uh when this patreon when the patreon launches in a couple weeks though we are not unless you subscribe so uh make sure you guys get any questions in if you're interested but um if you enjoy what you listen to please subscribe and shout out to the silent podcast uh, please follow our social media pages that are on the page in front of you um and if you're listening on audio platform because we are uploading these on audio platforms uh please subscribe rate it five stars but only five if it's anything lower don't rate it at all and wait until you hear something that you do like um but we're going to start doing our end plug so josie thanks so much for joining where can people find you yes you guys can find me on the same handle on pretty much everything which is josian xnm j-o-s-i-a-n-e-x-n-m uh i'm podcasting here i'm excited to do exit press um, I will be also guest appearing on one of Isaiah's podcasts, the Are You the One One. 
or I believe it's called Truth Booth from my correction. So I'm excited yeah. because this season is so messy. Girl, oh my God, it's too good. Um, yeah. There's also some stuff on the horizon for me that I'm brain shopping. So look into it, y'all. Um, you'll find out either here or on our silent podcast social media platforms. Are you, Katie? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at RealSlimKatie. You can also follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash RealSlimKatie with an underscore at the end. I try and stream two to three times a week. Um, gets a little crazy, though, in podcast season and work and all that stuff. But I try and be there at least two to three times. So check me out there if you would like to drop a follow. It's free to do so. Um, you can also find me along with Isaiah and Naomi talking all things The Mandalorian Season 3 on the high ground. We skipped this week because... If you watch the Mandalorian episode, it seems like this week's episode and next week's episode are going to be tied together. So we're going to do yeah. two and one. Um, and yeah, you can hear us here on Bounce Checks. And Carrie and I will be back soon um, once her schedule clears up on all things Housewives on the Cool Water Show. So looking forward to talking all things Vanderpump and uh, even though that's not Housewives and uh, New Jersey. So yeah, check us out there. All right. You can follow me at Eat Ball Bangers on all social media platforms. Um, also, shout out to the Reality Kingdom. There was a lot of people who watched our coverage, but they actually cited us. So shout out to them. Um, but uh, you can. But you can also find me on obviously the Big Brother Review podcast that I do every week. Uh, we also we're going to have another late one next week. Uh, I believe we're going to do on Thursday. But uh, we have like six seven episodes left. Uh, but we're reviewing Big Brother Four next week, so make sure you tune in for that. Uh, you can also find me on obviously in the Mandalorian podcast, but also Are You the One podcast, Truth Booth uh, with Sabrina. Yes, it's a really good season. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying myself a lot, so make sure you <laughs> tune in for that. Uh, and obviously, come back to Bounce Checks every week. We're going to figure out our schedule, and it's going to be more concrete. But um, until then, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.